Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. When I was younger, I was in my first period English class. The teacher asked all of us, what stories have you told today? Considering that it was only 9.30 in the morning, everyone in my class looked confused at each other. My teacher then stood up from leaning on the whiteboard and asked us again, what stories have you told today? I raised my hand and she nodded at me. Tasha, I don't think I understand. The day has only just started and it's not like we go telling each other campfire stories on the bus every day. Oh, but you do. My English teacher insisted. You tell stories by the lockers too. She turned around and wrote a quote onto the whiteboard, her handwriting fluid as the whiteboard marker gave a light squeak and patter. Mr. Warner, would you read the quote on the board for us, please? I looked over to my classmate. He read the words aloud. The purpose of a storyteller is not to tell you how to think, but to give you questions to think upon. She then turned to the class again. Miss Scout, whom did you see this morning? Amanda shuffled in her desk and sat up before she spoke. I talked to Carolyn? What'd you talk to Carolyn about? Not a lot. I mean, she's got a new set of stickers on her binder and a new collage from some clipouts from a magazine. And she told you about what kind of pictures that were on her binder and why? Amanda shrugged. Yes. So, Caroline, in the hallway, told you a short story about her binder, what was on it, and why she liked those things. Amanda nodded. Class, I want you to understand you don't need to be born with a huge ambition to write a massive novel in order to be a storyteller. Maybe you don't even feel comfortable with writing yet. I will tell you that everyone is inclined to naturally tell stories, however small. All creative writing is, is taking experiences or asking questions about what would happen in those experiences. Take those questions and write down and write out what you believe could happen. I remember feeling very enthused for the first time in my boring first period English class. I wrote a ghost story that day, and I'd like to share it with you now. I'm Tasha Wheelhouse, and this is Copper Shock. Flagstaff, Arizona is a forest and a desert. Hard to picture, but I would encounter lizards and deer frequently near my home. It wasn't unusual for me to sit outside on our back patio with some bread to feed the birds. Our mother restricted the number of hours of television I was allowed to watch in a day. If I became bored, the only response she would give me was, Tasha, read a book, write a book, or go paint a picture. I'd compromise and do none of those things, but I would make myself content to run around outside in the wild forest backyard. I'd often play make-believe by myself. The neighborhood I lived in didn't have that many kids, and most of the homes in that area were retirement or summer homes for the rich. But our family, well, we lived here full-time. 
My backyard wasn't exactly a suburb. It was a gated community that was deep into the countryside between Flagstaff City and Sedona. One afternoon, after being told to read a book, write a book, or paint a picture, I let myself out into the backyard. I had a pair of Velcro Beauty and the Beast shoes I'd strap onto my sockless feet and wander over packed brown dirt. Sometimes I'd pick up and swing around a branch like a sword, or I'd play the watching game. In my backyard, there was a gazebo, a small covered rotunda painted in white and trimmed in teal. It was pretty far back into our yard. Lined around it were tall pine trees. Another 10 feet behind the gazebo was a thin barbed wire fence that only had two stretches of wires that ran over wooden stakes placed every 15 feet. One of the wooden stakes was rustled from the ground and bowed forward, pulling the sharp wires down, making that part of the fence easy to step over. Where we lived, I'd frequently see bucks, does, lizards, chipmunks, red and blue robins, and once a brown fox. I was feeling lazy this particular day, so I chose to do the watching game, instead of actually run around or keep myself active. I'd sit in the gazebo near the broken barbed wire fence. I had a favorite white wicker chair to climb into. I sat there, patiently waiting for an animal to present itself. The wind in the tall pine trees seemed to dice up the air. I still to this day feel like the wind that goes through pine needle trees let out a slight whistle that's different from other trees. I'd brought a blanket with me to keep me warm from the wind. I had no real perception of time as a child, but I do know that I was there a long while because I fell asleep. I awoke. It was dusk. Not quite dark yet, but a handsome twilight of pink and orange in the sky. I heard a faint, almost whispered call, just beyond the broken fence. I rubbed my eyes and sat up in the wicker chair. I squinted and looked around to the great wide mouth of the forest that was turning darker with each minute. Mom? I called out in a scratched and groggy voice. I heard no one call back to me. I stood up, walking out from the covered gazebo, and again looking beyond the partially broken fence. I saw a woman very far off near a dip in the landscape. She had long red hair that was half pulled up into a golden brooch. She was facing away from me. Hello? I called over. The trees continued to rustle in the wind. This way. I heard another whisper call to me. The woman was still as a statue, her arms at her sides facing forward. She wore a black shirt tucked into her light jeans. Are you lost? My mom says you're not supposed to be back there. I looked back at my home and noticed some lights were beginning to shine through windows. The dusk began to grow darker. I looked forward again. The woman with red hair was standing closer to the fence than before, I think. I couldn't exactly tell, but I remember looking at where she was and feeling confused. Her back still faced me, and not moving a single muscle. In retrospect, I think she was trying to mimic me in how she stood. I can go get my mom, I called out. I'm not allowed to go out there. 
I continued to try to reason with the woman. She was in the danger zone part of the forest, anything beyond the broken fence. Dasha? I heard a small call from far off. My mother had tried to look for me from the front door. Come inside, please. I looked back over my shoulder. The sky was turning a blue-purple and the first few glints of stars started to come out. I looked toward the forest lion again. The woman was just beyond the broken barbed fence. I gasped and took a startled step backward. She was still facing into the forest. I felt a worry crawl up through me. This close to her, I noticed something. Even the strands of her hair didn't move whatsoever in the gentle forest wind. I felt a heaviness go through my stomach. There was no way she could have moved that fast without making a single noise. I've played on this terrain for hours. I know the sound a foot makes when it's on dirt. You step on a wayward crunching branch or fallen bark on the ground. This way. I heard from her again, the loudest yet. I was stiff but not totally paralyzed by fear. I took another step back, then another and another. Tasha, now please. Another call from the front side of the house. I looked behind me to see how close I was to the back door. I never should have looked. When I looked forward again, the woman was standing inside the fence line. I stopped walking backward and stood there breathing heavily and feeling hot tears stream out of my eyes. I couldn't move as I stood there looking at the woman. Toddy? The instant I heard the voice and the familiar lilt of my mother, I started to cry really hard. She walked up to me and placed her hand on my back. Honey, it's cold. Can we be done with the watching game for now? Dinner's ready. <laughs> the lady, the lady, I said whimpering. Who, where? My mother asked, standing up to look around. She was gone. I began to bawl, and I was almost inconsolable. I tried to tell her I think I saw a ghost, but my mom just humored me, cuddled me, and let me know there aren't any ghosts here. She tried to distract me by telling me I could pick out two books for story time that night. I had other unusual counters while I was in that house, but that will be a story for another time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.